What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Friday. Hope you're all doing well. We are one game into week five, and we're going to break it down before we talk to Nick Costas and RJ White and Pete Briscoe and make some picks and get you ready for the weekend. I am Will Brenson. I am your host of the only daily NFL podcast in the entire world. Pretty cool stuff. Very excited to uh, to be hosting every day. If you like the podcast, do me two solids, or at least one of these, right? Unsubscribe and resubscribe. Apparently, like when you guys do that each time you listen to the show, and if you listen every day, you can do it every day because I'll go and I go and listen to the shows, and I'll just hit the just hit the little button, unsubscribe, then hit resubscribe, and it bumps us way up. I don't know why it's stupid, but if you want to help us out, do it. Um, and also, if you want to leave a rating and review, it's much appreciated. Always nice of you to bang that five-star button home. Let's talk some Colts and Patriots very quickly. Really interesting game, considering that it was a blowout the whole time. It ended up being Patriots 38, Colts 24. The the Patriots covered. Phew. Um, over hit. Over was 50. Patriots were actually only up seven at a, at a point, and the Colts had the ball with a chance to tie it, which is incredible because everybody on Indianapolis was injured. And I mean everybody. Anthony Costanzo, uh, T.Y. Hilton. Eric Ebron was banged up halfway through. They had like 13 starters hurt uh, coming into this game. Darius Leonard, their their star rookie linebacker, was hurt. Uh, it was it was a, it was a it was a mash unit out there. And you got to give the Colts credit. I mean, look, you lose by 14, but you lose in New England. You put forth a good effort. Andrew Luck threw it 59 times. He has now thrown 120 times in the span of like six days. I think his arm might be healthy enough. 365 yards for Mr. Luck. Uh, nine catches, 105 yards, and two touchdowns to Eric Ebron. Chester Rogers was the recipient of 11 targets, eight catches, 66 yards. Ryan Grant, nine targets, six catches, 58 yards. My boy, Naheem Hines, nine targets, seven catches, 45 yards. Naheem Hines has, um, I think, 29 catches on the year so far. It's week five. He's, I, I told people before the season, if you listen, if you've been listening to this for a while, you know I've been saying, he was going to bust through 50. Yeah, he's going to, he might go, he might get to a hundred. Um, Colts defense couldn't do anything to stop Tom Brady all night, uh, with the exception two, two instances where, um, uh, one, uh, Rob Gronkowski popped the ball up. The other one, Chris Hogan, what do we have? Chris Hogan and, uh, they all look alike to me. Um, Chris Hogan and, and Rob Gronkowski both coughed up, uh, it sh- what should have been complete passes that fell into the arms of Colts players and resulted in interceptions. So Tom Brady's stat line, 34 of 44 for 341, three touchdowns and two picks is highly misleading. It should have been like 36 of 44 for, I don't know, 375, and three touchdowns and no picks. Um, James White, 14 targets, 10 catches, 77 yards and a touchdown. He is lethal in the passing game. Edelman, seven catches, 57 yards. Had one bad drop early on. Um, but he looked pretty sharp. And you could tell that Brady appreciates having Edelman back underneath. Uh, Sony Michelle ran 18 times for 98 yards and a touchdown, including a sick uh, slam the door touchdown at the end to give the Patriots a 21-point lead, uh, 38-17 to 17 at that point in time. The Colts would tack on the touchdown. But he stiff-armed somebody going to the end zone. He is looking like a very viable RB2 in your fantasy league, so it's probably too late to buy low on him, but he looks good. I'll tell you what, the uh, – the Patriots are set to play <laughs> the uh, the Chiefs soon. Next week, in fact, Kansas City will be coming to town. 
And that means that over is going to be set at like, I don't know, 92. I'd take the over that game at 64. I'm not even kidding. Uh, if it's under 60, if you see it under 60, bang that thing immediately. I mean, look, the Colts and the Patriots just scored 62 and they, they weren't trying that hard. Like the Patriots, there weren't even some short, there was, they could have scored a lot more points in that game. Uh, so if you, if you get the Chiefs, Pats over under and it's over or it's under 60, hit it. Seriously. It's going to be like, it's going to open like 59. Um, also of note from this game, Josh Gordon with a touchdown. Wow. Josh Gordon caught a, a long touchdown and he showed exactly what you wanted to see when the Patriots got him. Not if you're a Browns fan, of course, but if you're a Patriots fan, you're feeling pretty good about it because Gordon, uh, ran around, got open deep. Brady was kind of pointing at him. He got mauled on the, on the route and then turned and cut back to the end zone and made a, just a, a, a you know, catch with on two guys, two cold secondary guys just went up and got the freaking ball, took their lunch. And that's what you want Josh Gordon for. Strong, fast, can beat anybody when he's playing at his best, stays on the field, can stay healthy. He's going to be a dynamic weapon for them. I think he, you know, he's very, he compliments Julian Edelman and Gronkowski, um, and even Philip Dorsett. I mean, that's a nice complimentary group of guys. I think, I saw, I think it was, um, one of those Patriots beat writers. I follow like 50 of them. Uh, they're, they're all good followers, but, um, somebody pointed out that it could be Chris Hogan who loses snaps if Gordon starts to develop, and that wouldn't be surprising based on what we saw. Um, you look at this offense for Brady and, and the Pats, and they've got a lot to work with now. They're going to be really good. Spoiler alert, the Patriots dynasty not dying. You can go back and watch the Patriots dynasty flourish and watch that Josh Gordon touchdown catch, uh, in, in, in all 22 broadcast, condensed version, however you want it with NFL game pass. And if you go to NFL.com slash pick six, that's P I C K S I X. You get a free seven day trial and you make me look good and you get game pass. It's a win, win, win for everybody involved. So go to NFL.com slash pick six. P-I-C-K-S-I-X. Get your free seven-day trial. You can fire up all 22 for every single game, uh, every game of the week. You can pretty sure you can go back and watch every single game Tom Brady has ever played at the professional level. And who doesn't want to do that? So go to NFL.com slash pick six and get that game pass. Now we're going to go talk to Nick Costas and break the, go to the fastest 18 minutes of your week. We're actually going to pick six. Yeah, buddy. It's time for some Sunday action. It's the Friday pod. That means Nick Costas coming on, the host of CBS Sports HQ. If you're not watching CBS Sports HQ, you're not winning. Because if you're watching, you're winning. And that's just how this thing works. CBS Sports HQ is our all-new 24-7 streaming service that you can watch on your Apple TV, your Roku, your Amazon Fire your Fire Stick, your Firebox, your PlayStation, your Xbox, wherever you want it. It's smart TV. It's smart sports analysis for smart sports fans. Go check it out at CBSSportsHQ.com. It's free. That, that was my plug. It was pretty good. It was not bad. Yeah, watch watch my show, Sportsline, uh, 6 to 7, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Saturday, 12 p.m. Sunday. Will, 14 and 6 in the Super Contest now I am. I don't know why I said that like Yoda. I uh, am. <laughs> 14 and 6 I am. Uh, 3 and 2 week last week. So looking to keep it rolling here. And I, I feel like I'm going 5 and 0. Oh. I got to, I'm bursting at the seams with winners, both here with bets, 
with some daily fantasy stuff. I- I'm feeling great. I'm feeling like this is going to be a great weekend. I am too, Nick, and I feel in a five and zero that's coming up on the on the horizon as well. We both agree on at least one thing. And by the way, this is going to be like the fastest fifteen minutes or something like that. We're going to get some music that we bump over the back end of this, and we're going to play it as we roll along. It'll be that'll happen in the next couple of weeks. By November, it'll happen. Uh, in the meantime, let's this talk. Is why, this is why, by the way, we have we have bosses so like like they can brainstorm and come up with ideas like let's put music behind us while we do the picks. I just like the, I like the idea of like you and I like like fast paced riffing through picks. Uh, we're gonna quickly get through the Detroit Lions. I, in the words of Pete Prisco or Jamie Eisenberg, one of them. I love the Detroit Lions this weekend. How about you? Um, that that's I I think I invented the love no, by right. the way because they used to just say love and then I would be like say it with some emphasis, guys. Mm, that is what happened. I I feel like I'm gonna take the credit for it. Um, <laughs> so, so what are we calling this? It's the pick six on the pick six, right? We go yeah. each go through six things. This is actually the only way to incorporate the name of the podcast into the podcast throughout the okay, entire great. course of the week. Okay, so number one of my pick six. Give me the Detroit Lions with the points on the money line. I don't really care. The Lions are gonna beat the Packers on Sunday. It is it is everything that I look for when I handicap a game. When the Lions are coming off a loss to the Cowboys, doesn't have to have to lose to the Cowboys, but coming off a loss. Green Bay coming off a big win. Packers favorites on the road. Matthew Stafford and the Lions riding a winning streak right now against the Packers, believe it or not. This Packers receiving core, all sorts of banged up. Devontae Adams is now banged up. Allison not going to play. Randall Cobb not going to play. That means we're going to see some guy named Marquez Valdez Scantling, which sounds like <laughs> the name of the next like like oil disaster in Alaska. Uh, going to be catching passes from Aaron Rodgers on Sunday. No thanks. Lions win the game on the field outright, and Matthew Stafford will outscore Aaron Rodgers in terms of the old fantasy points. So that's pick number one for me. Lions uh, to win the game on Sunday. I will be putting, and you know, we'll get to the super contest picks and picks for the entire week that that we all have. Uh, in a minute here with RJ and, and Pete Prisco, I'm going to be putting the Detroit Lions in the Super Contest. I can't see myself getting away from it. All the injuries to the Packers, I like the Lions anyway. The public will back Aaron Rodgers on the road in a place that he has dominated. He doesn't have his receivers. I agree with you completely. And in my DFS stacks, Nick, I'm either going with Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay or Matthew Stafford and uh, and Marvin Jones, one of those two stacks. And I don't mind if I have a little bit of carry on Johnson here because I think that the Packers' rush defense also bad. Um, Aaron Jones not a bad play here, but I I love the Lions as my first pick as well. What's your number dose? And real quick, if I I, I would kind of recommend getting away from Jones and seeing if you could do Galladay and Tate. I don't know what the price difference between those two is, but I, when Galladay plays, Jones not as good. I I, I love I love Kenny Galladay, but I I love all the guys on the Lions. I think they have. A big game. Pick number two for me. The Lions might be my favorite pick of the week, Will. My second favorite pick, though, is the Miami Dolphins for the same reasons we just discussed. So Dolphins last week humiliated on the road in New England. Now everybody thinks they stink. Bengals coming off the big last second win on the road in Atlanta. And everyone's ready to crown the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, not me, Will Brinson, and hopefully (laughs) not you. And person that's listening to this podcast, you are not going to either. Do you know why? Because you want to win. And damn it. You are going to win because you are going to take the points with the Miami Dolphins. Six and a half is the line in the contest. That's easy. I bought it up to seven, and I have a bet in on the Miami Dolphins plus the seven. I do think the Bengals are going to win the game. Bengals playing at home, maybe a field goal game, but Miami will cover that number. My second pick of the pick six, Dolphins with the points. I like it. I am probably on the Dolphins as well. That is not one of my six. My number two is the Carolina Panthers. Minus, you can get them at six and a half if you want to wager on it right now. It is seven for the super contest. That's fine. I don't care. It could be 17 to be perfectly honest. I think they're, the Panthers are going to blast the New York football giants. There's 
my Carolina Panthers technically, I guess, blasting your football giants. Your giants. I hope it happens. I, I, of course yes, you do. I, I, they will be my Panthers on Sunday because I am rooting for the Giants <laughs> to have a terrible season and hopefully get Justin Herbert at the top of the draft here and make up for the disaster of picking Saquon Barkley second overall. By the way, um, what about like like would it have been so bad to take Sam Darnold and then and then sign Philip Lindsay as an undrafted free agent? I, I'm just saying. Or just Nick, throwing it out there. Sam Darnold, and Nick Chubb. Josh Rosen and Nick Chubb. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, or you could have 38-year-old or 58-year-old, however old he is, he stinks, Eli Manning, my favorite athlete of all time, but I'm sorry, it's over. It's over. This team stinks. Go Panthers. Go sign Danny Cannell. His jersey's next to you. That's a giant jersey for Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell's arm is probably better than Eli's yeah, at this I, point. I would agree. Um, defensively, the Giants, in their three losses, have given up 137 rush yards to the Jaguars, 138 rush yards to the Cowboys, and 170 rush yards to the Saints. There's this concept that the Giants are good on defense. It's a false concept. They're bad. They're terrible. It's concept there's is just, that? Well, there's, people just like think like, oh, the Giants D is going to come back around at some point. No, it's gone. No, they it's, stink. It's, right, they stink. I know. They're but horrendous. I, the team sucks. The whole team sucks. Christian McCaffrey is going to go nuts. You should pay up for Christian McCaffrey. And by the way, Ron Rivera, 3-0 and straight up and 3-0 and against the spread in his last three years coming off the bye. Ron, Ron Rivera, Rivera off the, the bye. bye. Ron, Ron Rivera, Rivera off the bye. Here's what's great about this. We we did not rehearse that. And we both that, went into it there simultaneously. <laughs> Ron Rivera, of course, and Andy Reid protege. That's my number two. Who you got? All right. For my third pick, um, and I love this pick. This will be a contest pick for me as well. The Jacksonville Jaguars will go into Kansas City, they will storm Arrowhead Field, and they will beat Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes, zero interceptions through four starts. You think that's going to change on Sunday against this uh, against this Jaguars defense? I do. And not only that, and Will, you've been saying it all week, and I guess it's kind of, I guess it's an easy pick since like everyone's been saying it. I, th- I thought it was revolutionary when I first came up with it. Blake Bortles, more fantasy points this week than Patrick Mahomes. Blake Bortles, is a better play in daily fantasy than Patrick Mahomes. You stick him with Didi Westbrook, mm. and you win some money. I'll take the points with Jacksonville, but I also will sprinkle the money line. It's like you get that delicious plate of pasta, and the little bit of Parmesan cheese is the uh, is the topper <laughs> that puts it over the top. Give me the Jaguars with the sprinkle on the money line here. Jacksonville wins outright. Big game for Blake Bortles, sans Leonard Fournette. I actually didn't think it was a hot take. I was just doing the thing where you like CC old takes exposed when I tweeted at you with that. I and I meant to follow back up and be like, I think you're probably right. I would. I, I am worried about starting Patrick Mahomes. Uh, we played it at the top of the show, but have you heard about Tyree, the Tyree Kill, Jalen Ramsey thing that's going on? Jalen Ramsey goes, you made the Pro Bowl as a returner. I made that <laughs> my own position. It's just, it's tremendous. And he also added the, the quip we played at the top of the show. He said, if you, if he, if he wants smoke, he'll get the smoke. Um, he's going to get the smoke. My, my number three pick here, uh, I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings plus three points in Philadelphia. It might be up to, if you wait on it, because it's probably going to move to Philly minus three and a half if you want to wager on it. I like the Vikings getting three. I also love Adam Thielen in DFS plays. I'm not reaching for deep guys here. I'm just saying, you know, you, uh, Eagles defense, maybe you won't go with them. Heath Cummings and I talked about this on Thursday. The matchup is probably going to be Ronald Darby on Stephon Diggs, which means Jalen Mills on Adam Thielen, which means none. No chance. And that means Adam Thielen piling up catches and piling up yards underneath. If he breaks one, it's a dance party. Um, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think the Eagles are right on either side of the ball right now. And I think you saw that, um, in their matchup against, against the Titans. Now it's not, it's not an ideal spot 
considering the Eagles just lost on the road to Tennessee and they're playing at home and they'll be fired up. But I like Minnesota in a we gotta win this game type of bounce back after that LA game. And I think just to support your Thielen play even a little more, and I, I do agree with you that the Eagles don't really seem right as a team right now. And I think they'll be okay as the season wears on here as their, yeah. as their guys coming off of injury kind of get further acclimated into the lineup. The one area where they are unquestionably right is their run defense. They might be the best run defense team in the NFL. So what that tells me is it's going to be a long day for Dalvin Cook, long day for Latavius Murray. And I think that further supports your Adam Thielen play or a Stephon Diggs play or, for that matter, a Kirk Cousins play. I'm not going to take this game because I don't like the spot for both teams here, and I don't really feel like there's an advantage to be gleaned. If it's three and a half, I'll take the Vikings, but it's a stay away from me, but I do lean Minnesota. To my fourth play, Will, fourth of six, on Monday Night Football, we will hail to the Redskins, Mm -hmm. hail victory. There are Braves on the warpath, and they fight for old D.C. (laughs) The Redskins will march into New Orleans and march out with an outright victory. Now, I'm going to sprinkle the Redskins money line, but don't get it twisted. I will take the points, urge you to do the same if you like it, and I really like it. I think the Redskins are super underrated. I think that they're going to win this game. They're certainly going to cover that number here. Love the Washington Redskins on Monday night. And Alex Smith with Mark Ingram back for the Saints. You know the Saints are going to start running the ball a little more. You know that's going to happen. Alex Smith, more fantasy points in that Monday night showdown than Drew Brees. Wow, I like the spice. Also worth noting that with the Saints trying to run the ball more, the Redskins are good on run defense. Like they're just the Redskins are just a good football team, and they might just have a uh, actually no, they rank terribly against the run according to Football Outsiders. That's delightful, but they have a good defense either way with Jonathan Allen and Deron Payne. So I think you, I, I like that call. I like this. I like the Redskins a lot in that spot in the Super Contest. I wish they were getting seven. They're only getting six and a half. Such is life. I am already leveraged personally. On the Falcons and Steelers over, this is a uh, a public play. I don't care. They're going to hit it in the third quarter. It's going to be a shootout. It's going to take some sort of serious weather conditions to wreck this thing. Both teams are terrible on defense. Both teams give up huge plays. Both coordinators are willing to dial up big plays. Both teams have receivers capable of taking the ball a long way with Julio Jones and Antonio Brown, Calvin Ridley and Juju Smith-Schuster, two nice complimentary weapons who can bust out big too. I just like the over in the Steelers and the Falcons game at 57.5. It is crazy high. I will still take the over, Nick. Yeah, I actually feel like it's it's still too low at yeah. 58 or 58.5. Uh, I mean, no Grady Jarrett now. The Steelers are going to score a ton of points. Falcons will be playing catch-up. Um, I, I'm with you, buddy. I, I like, and I actually feel like as the line keeps coming down, there may actually be value with the home team, the Steelers. I'm going to stay away with, with, from the game against the spread. It's a must-win game for both teams. Very tough to pick, but I do, I do love the over. I, I'm with you on that. Um, pick five for me. I've got some low-cost DFS options for you right now. First, I'm going to give you a quarterback receiver stack, and then I will close with my defense. So the Oakland Raiders are not a great football team, right? Like they're not going to make the playoffs this year, but I think you can start counting on. Derek Carr in daily fantasy, especially in a game where the Chargers are going to score a bunch of points here in this game in Los Angeles. Raiders are going to be playing catch up and Carr has shown you. He showed it last week where I think that he's a pretty trustworthy daily quarterback. There, He's going to throw some picks probably, which may hurt him a little bit. But I, I love the low cost option this week on DraftKings. Carr's only 5,200 and I would stack him not with Amari Cooper, not with Jordy Nelson, not with Seth Roberts. So 
but with Mark. Remember you said, Jalen Ramsey said, we're going to get the smoke? <laughs> you know who loves to get the smoke? I was going to stack Martavis Martavis, but I got high. I'm going to stack Martavis, but I got high. Martavis Bryant, 3,400. Now, they went deep to Martavis a couple times last week. His hands stink. He dropped the pass. They're going to keep going deep to him because they got nobody else. And Martavis Bryant, I feel like, will score in this game. Bryant, 3,400. Carr, 5,200. I will have a lineup unless I, you know, what you just said. Um, Carr, <laughs> yours truly. Uh, not that I would ever do that or anything. Of course not. Uh, no one would. Um, except unless you live in California or Nevada or, uh, Seattle, maybe Oregon, Denver, Denver, Denver of course, Denver, right, right. And I live in none of those places. Right, right, right. And nor do I have a doctor. Um, I, here's another one of mine. I'm gonna, I'm sticking to that same game. I'm gonna take the Chargers, I think. Minus five, it's a lot of points. It's crazy. They don't have a great home field advantage. We could see a lot of Oakland people coming into town. Oh, um, there will be more Raiders fans there. Yeah, but Chargers. that's, there's more like Titans fans and Chargers fans in, in that yeah. stadium. It's humiliating for them every single week. Uh, I do, however, I don't know if you know this, the calendar has actually flipped from September to October. Oh, so now it's Charger time. Charger time, baby. Chargers about yeah. to go five and one over the next six games. Before the calendar flips to like Thanksgiving and right. then it becomes when the Chargers start choking again. Right. And then Philip Rivers poops his bed and poops his pants in Arrowhead Stadium and, and, and they, and they lose a shot at the division. I will take the Chargers minus five. I'm leaning towards putting it in the super contest. It's a lot of points. You can't trust the Chargers. I do think you can trust them to feed the ball to Melvin Gordon and ice this game away and just hope you don't get backdoored late. I can see them being up uh, 14 and Raiders score and you still got a little bit of cushion there. So I got the Chargers minus five. Yeah, and look, if you're going to get backdoored, like if you have the choice, you never want to get backdoored late. If 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 the choice presents itself, of you course, never back never to, backdoor me right out of the gate. Just go ahead. <laughs> I mean, if you're gonna get backdoored, just backdoor me right right to start. Don't, please don't wait. Please don't wait, and please don't be late. Um, my final of the pick six here. I'm gonna get away from um from the game spreads. I, I gave you the the four that I really really like, and I'm gonna have to pick five super contest picks. I've got seven or eight I'm choosing from. Um, the other games that I'm looking at, um, just for to get this on the record. Um, the Buffalo Bills are a game that I'm, that I'm looking at as a, as one that I, that I potentially like as I filibuster here to get the, um, get the games up here. I like the Browns potentially as a three point dog at home against the Ravens. I think the Jets will beat the Broncos. That number, um, keeps going down and I may take the Seahawks out of principle, um, plus seven against the Rams, but just wanted to get that out there. So those are the games I'm picking from in the contest. But my final of the pick six here, I gave you Carr and Martavis as a DFS stack. How about a low cost DFS defense? Right. So you can get some high priced players at other positions. I'll take the Cleveland Browns at home against Joe Flacco and the Ravens. Ravens look like the greatest offense of all time last week until Alex Collins fumbled at the goal line at least. Thanks, Alex. Mm. Um, um, now they're going to Cleveland against a better defense. Browns at home. And I think the Browns are going to force Joe Flacco into a couple turnovers here. And I think that they're a tremendous low cost option. Only twenty five hundred bucks. On DraftKings, the Browns DST, the final of my pick six. Uh, my last one will also be a DFS pick, and it's a fantasy start situation for you people out there who are probably, look, a lot of you who are listening are thinking, I'm not going to start Derrick Henry. He's burnt me all season long. I overdrafted. I love this call, buddy. I love it. I overdrafted him. I can't start Derrick Henry. I dropped Derrick Henry. Don't drop Derrick Henry. You start Derrick Henry this week. Let's look at the, 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 the Buffalo Bills rush defense. In three of their four games, they've given up 117 yards to the Ravens, 109 to the Chargers, 141 to the Packers. All three of those games were what, Nick? Massive blowouts. The only reason that they've, that their yards per carry is so low 
because they give up 14, and their total yards per game is so low. They gave up 14 rushing yards to the Minnesota Vikings, who they blew out, and the Vikings didn't bother running again. And if you go back and watch the Titans and, and the, uh, and the, and the Eagles game, first of all, as you mentioned, the Eagles have a great rush defense. Second of all, Derrick Henry was on the field in the fourth quarter and overtime for seven total snaps. I counted it. Seven snaps. Three of those snaps were while the Titans were behind. So the Titans aren't going to play Derrick Henry when they're behind. I mean, this is kind of a no-brainer, I feel like. They're going to be up. They're going to be beating the Bills. They're going to be running Derrick Henry down their throat, and he's going to bust off a big one for a touchdown, and he's going to win you some cash in DFS. Start Derrick Henry this week. Yeah, um, you were basically talking to me at the start of that. Like, I I overdrafted Derrick Henry. I wanted him on my bench. But, like, I'm going to play him this week in a couple season-long leagues, so I'm with you, dude. I, I, I support the claim. It's going to hurt to put him in the lineup, but I do think that he'll pay dividends. So I, I do like that call. I co-sign it. Follow Nick at the Costas on Twitter. He will post his five super contest picks there. Hashtag TeamOS and watch him on Sportsline every single night. Well, you're not on every single night, but it is on every single night. 6 to 7 p.m., 11 a.m. to noon. You're on that one on Saturdays. Noon to 1 on Sundays. CBS Sports HQ at CBSSports.com backslash live. Thanks, buddy. Let's win this weekend, buddy. All the listeners, Will Brinson, Nick Costos, we are all winning this weekend. Season-long fantasy, daily fantasy, and wagers. Like Michael Strahan said before, the final drive of Super Bowl 42. Believe it, and it will happen. Believe (laughs) in victory. All right, great stuff from Nick Costos. Of course, he is the host of Sportsline on CBS Sports HQ. And joining him on that show very frequently, one Pete Prisco. And RJ White, RJ White, you're, you, are you, are you not on Sportsline? You should be on Sportsline, but you do write for Sportsline. So RJ, Pete, uh, we're going to do picks for every game against the spread. For the By the Super- way, I was awful last week. I just want to put it out there. Terrible with a capital T. Awful. Timber bailed you out, big boy. Bailed me out. I uh, bailed out. I was terrible. You would have been 0-4 and 1 without Denver. Still not an 0-5 though. It's somebody else on the resume. That's right. They- that ain't me. I should have faded myself. I told you, look, I bounced back with the, or not, I continued my, my decent ways of a three and two. Um, you're, how many points do you have now? I have a uh, 11. Is that right? Yeah, you're a point and a half ahead of me, I think. Yeah. What do you have, RJ? 11 and a half. And Nick has 14. Mmm. The cost is leading the way. That'll change soon. Yeah, it'll fall apart. He's, uh, he's getting flustered. I mean, like, like you could tell things are starting to fluster him. The Yankees are in the playoffs. He doesn't have that serene nature. He's he's losing it a bit, but um, I like some of his calls. You can follow Prisco on Twitter at Prisco CBS. Follow RJ at RJ White One. Let's dive into these picks first on the docket: the Cleveland Browns, the Hugh Jacksons, plus three at home against the Baltimore Ravens. My Baltimore Ravens, RJ. Yeah, I would lean to the Browns, but I'm probably just staying away. Uh, the Browns have an offense finally, as we saw last week when they throw up 42 points in that game. Um, but the Ravens are on their second straight road game of three, so I think it's not that great of a spot for them. I think the line should be more Cleveland plus one just based on the team's ratings, which was the look-ahead line. But then you look at the coaching matchup between Hugh Jackson and and Harbaugh, and I don't know how you can put money down on the Browns. So I'm probably leaning Browns but staying away in the contest. Uh, yeah, I'm staying away too. I would lean Ravens though, uh, but I'm concerned about you come off the Pittsburgh game. Uh, you, you know, Those are always emotional games. You win that. Now you got to go play a game you're supposed to win, or at least they think in their head they should win. Uh, I'm worried about that. Cleveland looks better, and they're pretty good on defense, although they didn't play that well last week on defense. Uh, I'll stay away, but I would lean to the Ravens a little bit. The Baltimore might be the, one of the two or three best defenses in football. 
I mean, they are, I mean, they currently are, according to DVOA. They're the third best defense in football. Um, I think that they could do a lot of awful, cruel things to Baker Mayfield. I don't think Nick Chubb is going to run three times for 100 yards. I think the Ravens should go in there and dominate Cleveland. And yet, I'm too scared to take this because it's a road chalk divisional game. Um, against, like, if you, if, if you flip these coaches, I would hammer the Browns, right? For sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. Hugh Jackson is a clown, and he continues to find ways to lose. The Jaguars are also plus three, but they are on the road in Arrowhead. I know without even asking you, Pete Prisco, this is one of your five Super Contest picks. Well, because I sent it out last week during the week, and you pay attention to me, and you mocked it, I think, at some point on Twitter when I said during the game last week, I said the Jaguars will win at Arrowhead, and you you'd made some kind of comment, as you always do, um, but yes, I do. I, I look. <laughs> but yes, <laughs> I, I spent the afternoon watching both teams today, and Jacksonville's defense hasn't played. They're number one in the league, but they haven't played that well. And guys that I expected to go to the next level haven't. Ramsey hasn't played that great. Uh, Yannick Ngagwe hasn't played that great, and, and Miles Jack has been just good. So those are three guys. I think they need a little something to motivate them. And somebody in Jacksonville actually told me that this week. So. I think they're going to be much, much better on defense this week. They're going to get after the Chiefs. By the way, Mitchell Schwartz did a nice job on Von Miller. The other guys had their problems, and you can get after the quarterback. I think there's going to be big holes to run for Yeldon uh, on the offensive side. So I, I think Jacksonville goes in there and wins that game outright. Yeah, I don't have a great feel. I think the line's in the right place. I think it could go either way. Uh, Chiefs are a slightly better team than the Jags to me overall. Totals 49. Vegas is expecting some scoring here, but you don't know whether that's because they think the Chiefs are going to score some on that good Jags defense or whether just the Chiefs defense is so bad that the Jags can get whatever points they need. Jags are coming off three straight home games, so I don't think they're quite as good as we've seen the last few weeks. Chiefs have been great in the first half. Jags aren't really a come-from-behind team, so if the Chiefs do figure out that defense in the first half, I think it really puts the pressure on the Jags to, to come from behind and win this game. But I think they'll get theirs against that awful Chiefs defense. I can see this game Chiefs win by a field goal, so I'm just going to stay away from it. Yeah, I wouldn't touch this with the Super Contest because of that very reason. Like, it could come down to being a field goal. And I think, too, like, what do you think about this over-under, RJ? Because it's 49. is a lot. I mean, that's a lot of points for a Jacksonville Jaguars game in the year of our Lord 2018. Uh, however, the Chiefs do score a bunch, and I can see Blake Bortles putting up a decent game. Yeah, the Jags defense, like Pete said, hasn't been at their best so far. So unless they come and have an A-plus game in this, I think it, it definitely goes over because the Chiefs defense just hasn't looked good at all. all. Right. Well, that's the overpick there. Uh, I would, yeah, I, I would probably lean that way too. And I, I think I like the Jags against the spread, but like I said, a, a, uh, a no play for me in that particular situation. Another road chalk team, the Tennessee Titans going to visit your Bills, RJ. Titans minus three and a half. I want to like the Bills, and you want to talk me out of it. Yeah, I want to like the Bills as three and a half point home dogs too, but I just can't. The Bills' pass defense is so bad, it's more than twice as bad as the 31st ranked team in DVOA. So it's like negative 76, and in, in the the 31st ranked team is negative 36 percent. So <laughs> oh it, it's just so terrible. They're 3.7 yards per attempt, which is unheard of. The Titans offense is trending up. Mariota actually looked healthy against the Eagles. We we went into that game with a lot of worries about how he was going to look throwing the ball with all the talk of how he couldn't grip the ball. But I think he looked fine. That run game is definitely getting going with Mariota's scrambling ability. The Titans O-line won't fall apart like the Vikings did against the Bills, so I'm not that worried about this becoming a shock and awe game where we don't we don't know what's going on after a first quarter where the Bills are in this game. I think the Titans should be six-point favorites here. I, I wanted to dig into this. Pete isn't going to like this comparison, but I wanted to bring up these stats here. 
No, there's... let's let's uh, let's do a blind taste test. Perhaps do you have a? Can you do it blind? Like maybe QB one so, or QB two or QB A and B. Right. So obviously one of these is Josh Allen. He has three starts now in his rookie season. So one quarterback is completing 55% of his passes, 49 of 88, 592 yards, two touchdowns, four interceptions, 6.73 yards per attempt, 23 carries for 90 rushing yards, and two rushing touchdowns. The other quarterback is 49.4% completions, 40 of 81, 651 yards passing, four touchdowns, three interceptions, 8.04 yards per attempt, 31 carries, 199 yards, and three touchdowns. Obviously, which one of those... Well, Josh he's Allen ain't averaging eight yards in completion, so. So he's the first one. Second one, Tim Tebow. <laughs> What's your? <laughs> <laughs> Just wanted to get you on that stat. I, don't, I, I mean, I, look, he's you better could, than Tebow. You could, put, you could put whatever the hell you want behind the Bills offensive line. The guy's got more shots, taking more hits than anybody in the league so far. It's a joke. <laughs> you, that is, there are bad offensive lines in the league, and then there's the Buffalo offensive line. Right. So I wanted to take Buffalo in this game. I really did. But I, I, I'm with you guys. I just can't do it. I can't pull, I can't pull the, the trigger on it. I love them. Because I like, when a team comes off two big wins like the Titans have done, mm-hmm. they beat the Jaguars, they beat the Eagles, they think they're pretty good, and then they gotta go on the road and play a crappy team. And I just think that this is a tough spot for the Titans, but I couldn't pull the trigger on it. I wanted to. I, I think Buffalo's gonna cover, but I'm not gonna take it in the contest. I, I, I agree with you completely. It's a absolute 100% letdown game. For the Titans, you beat. The, I mean, and look, the, we got. I think we need to real quickly. And by the way, the Titans are hosting the Ravens, so Dean Pease's old team um, coming to town the following week. So I mean, it's. It, I mean, that's a that's a that is a key AFC seeding game. This is stinks of a look ahead. I get that teams don't look ahead in the NFL, but I mean, when you're looking at this, actually, I think teams do. When you're looking at the schedule, you're hosting the Ravens and at the Chargers after you play the Bills. What I mean, you're just. You you are you are looking ahead to those other games, and I just think that this is a good spot for the Bills. But I, I I'm also too scared. Like I tried to take the Bills against the Chargers plus seven and a half, and the Bills could just get blown out. I think the Titans are a legitimate AFC contender. Is that crazy? No, I, I like that pick. I had them winning the division going into the year, so I'm with you. You have the Titans winning the division? Yeah, it ain't happening. But <laughs> well, I mean, the Jaguars are good too. But I, I'm saying. I think that the Titans are one of the teams. Rabel's the coach of the year. I'll tell you that right now. Right. But Mariota looked awesome in the second half last week. That might have been his moment. I mean, if he plays like that the rest of the way, they're a legitimate Super Bowl contender. And I, th- I know they lost Rashard Matthews, but I do like that receiving core even without him. I, uh, Taewon Taylor is a, a talented player, and he's, he showed what he could do in this. I picked him up in some fantasy leagues. I think he could be a nice little fantasy breakout from here on out. So uh, they do have the receivers. That running game will get going at some point, and they'll be dangerous because they're already good on defense. The one thing I don't like is – and this might not matter for this particular week, but I feel like the offense gets clogged up when they're forced to leave Derrick Henry out there. Like they, you can just tell, like they're trying to, they get, it's, it's almost like Adrian Peterson with the Saints last year. You could see them like forcing Henry into there and they, you know, they'll try and run like a screen to him in the red zone. It's just, I mean, that's not going to work. Um, so I, I wish that they would move on from, from being Derrick Henry focused, but I don't think that's going to happen. Panthers minus seven hosting the Giants in Charlotte. I, I think I am probably taking the Panthers here after saying. Shocking. I said I wouldn't get to take any big favorites, but I like the Panthers here. The Giants are trash, Pete. I'm with you. I, I, I'm with you. I think this is a, even though Beckham has come out and said, look, our offense stunk. We got to do something. Da, 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 da. Usually that jump starts a team. Good I'm luck. with you. They're not very good. This team's coming off a bye. Um, I think the Panthers are the definite play if you're going to go one way or the other in this game, but I, I would definitely lean to the Panthers because I'm not, 
The Giants, I had them last week, and they are awful. I'm not taking them. If you can't score on on the Saints, you're not scoring on anybody. Yeah, the Giants can't move the ball downfield with Eli at all. And if you look at who the Panthers have played, that was a problem with the Cowboys either. They don't have a great passing offense going going downfield, uh, and the Panthers handled them in that game. The Cowboys were able to get a a late touchdown and make the score 16-8, but it, it could have been you know 23 nothing, 24 nothing, and it wouldn't surprise me. I think you go Panthers or nothing here. Uh, Panthers have won and covered off the bye the last three years. Yep. Two of those games were on the road, so they're a good team with extra rest. Uh, they bring the number one rush DVOA offense into this matchup against the number 29 rush defense, and that's one thing we thought the Giants were going to do well is play good run defense, but it hasn't happened with the switch of schemes to the 3-4. Um, that helps the Panthers extend the lead if the running game's going in the second half and they're you know grinding grinding it out, trying to keep control of the ball and not, not turn it over. And so if you're extending lead in the second half, you're going to cover this number. So I think you go Panthers or you go nothing here. Panthers' defense has actually not been great, 24th at DVOA, but they are getting Thomas Davis back this week. And I think you see that Ron Rivera – Ron Rivera is an underrated coach, even though he's got a couple Coach of the Year awards, perhaps well after the bye. I like – I told as I told Nick previously, I like Christian McCaffrey a lot in DFS because I think he'll be a little bit overlooked because of some of the higher-scoring games that are going to be out there. So, um, in, in my opinion, the Panthers are going to slaughter the Giants, and I'm going to take a, a team with laying a lot of points and probably won't come back to bite me at all. Jets hosting the Broncos. This game is now a pick em. If you're wagering on it, the Jets are minus one in the Super Contest. RJ, what do you think about the New York football Jets hosting those Denver Broncos? I wanted to like the Jets as small home favorites with Denver you know, going west to east, playing a 1 p.m. game. But I don't know what the Jets do well on offense. We now have that one game against Detroit, which has a bad defense, where they looked really good with a lot of turnovers. But they've had trouble scoring the last three games. I think it's 12 points, 17 points, and 12 points in their last three games. So they're not getting touchdowns when they need them. Uh, the Broncos can run the ball well against the Jets. The Jets have, I think, the 16th-ranked DVOA as far as rush defense goes. And we saw these two teams play each other in Denver last year, late this season. Denver won 23 nothing in this matchup, in the same coaching matchup. Uh, and that's with Trevor Simeon, at quarterback. You get the, a better Denver offense in this game. The running game's playing really well. The run, the, in that, that game last year, the run game didn't give them anything. And now they're going to have Royce Freeman and Phillip Lindsay running the ball. So I like Denver in this game. I wanted to like the Jets, but I think looking at the matchups, um, if I play this, it's going to be on Denver. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Pete. I, I would, I like the Jets in this game. I almost took them in the contest. Good. Mm. Is your contest pick in? Yes. Yes, it is. Oh my God. This is three straight weeks. Yeah. On a Thursday. Uh, I hope that your Patriots pick that you took covers. Yes, it will. It did. Um, by the way, <laughs> we're recording on Thursday. I, I really For my bank to, account, I hope it covers. I really want, I really wanted to take the Jets in this spot. The something looks really funky with this line. One, uh, I mean, it just looks weird. And, and then I watched the Jets today. Darnold had some shots the other day and he missed them. You know, if he can hit a couple of those, they actually protected him pretty well, which is, you know, concerning when you got uh, Von Miller and, and you know, if you're going to play Von Miller and Bradley Chubb, who's not playing that well, by the way. Um, you, you protect them, you can get some shots down the field. Their linebackers aren't very good. So I I like the Jets in this game. I, I pick them to win the game outright, but I didn't take them in the contest. I just, I'm just gun-shy, I guess. Interesting stat here uh, that Evan Silva tweeted out. Broncos Case Keenum has the NFL's worst passer rating on throws inside the pocket this season per NFL matchup. That's despite facing a soft schedule of three or four home games versus KC, Oakland, and Seattle. Mm. Because he has no neck. He can't look yeah. over the pocket. Evan Silver or Chad or um, <laughs> Case Keenum? 
Are you I, talking I about Chad, are you talking about Evan Silva? Silva. No, no, no. He just doesn't have a neck. When you watch him in these games, like his helmet and, and uh, it, does, it does appear that he doesn't have a neck. It's very odd. <laughs> yeah, that is odd. Um, and, and he missed that horrible throw against the uh, against the Chiefs. Uh, you know running. what? I went back. By the way, I want to say that I went back and watched that today. Thomas screwed it up. He didn't run. Mm. He didn't run his route. And then when he realized he was getting thrown to, then he started to run. You couldn't see it on TV. He did not run his route. So it was a combination of the two. Well. I'd, I'd be curious to ask you then because in 20, was it last year or was it two years ago? Maybe it was last year where the receivers just kind of gave up. Like Manny Sanders and, and, and Demarius Thomas were just sort of, sort of kind of depressed about the situation and just stopped trying as hard. Do you think that's a concern for the Broncos moving forward? Well, there wasn't that situation because he didn't run the route very. I mean, very that's a game. That's a game. I know. It was almost like he didn't think it was coming his way, which you look at the play and you can see. Keenan opens to the middle, so he's he's trying to hold that safety. So I think it was going that way the whole time, but maybe he didn't realize it. Maybe he missed the call, but it was a ter- he jogged his route, and then he realized it was coming to him, and he ran. Do you think at some point this season that uh, Thomas gets replaced in the starting lineup by Cortland Sutton? Maybe, yeah. Even wow. Though, even Those guys price been, tag, I, think I mean, in happen. fairness to you know Thomas and, and, and Sanders, they've been griping for a while because of the quarterback play there. It's frustrating to them, but, and, and this one's not – Proven to be that much better, so uh, yeah, I, I, he's frustrated, but but you got to run your route. So should people go pick up Cortland Sutton in fantasy? I mean, in deeper leagues, I think you want to own him because he he's a player on the rise. Uh, he he, they're going to get him involved a lot more at some point. So if it does happen later this year, say that they lose a bunch of games and they're starting to play for the future, you want to get him more looks. So second half of the year, he might help fantasy leagues pretty well. Why did they stop running the ball? That's the the mystery. They they had gaping holes in that defense all, and then he stopped running it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was bizarre. What did you think about my trade in, uh, in our fantasy league, RJ? Not to just to take a quick pause here. Did you see that? Uh, you got Le'Veon? I got Le'Veon and, uh, and Jamison Crowder, Le'Veon Bell and Jamison Crowder for James Connor. And, uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah, I think that's good. Obviously, Con- Connor's value is done in here in a few weeks, it looks like. Unless so. Le'Veon gets traded. Right. And that could happen. I mean, I know JLC was talking like he's not going to play for them again. So, right. so who knows? But, uh, Crowder's been a disappointment. You know, I want to have Sanders of those two receivers, but, but I think getting Le'Veon here is pretty smart. All right, good. I, hope they, I hope they rescind the tag in two weeks when they're, uh, they're one, four and one. They rescind the tag. One, five and one. No, they'd be, would they be one? Right now they're one. Lose to the, lose to the Falcons, lose to the Bengals, then the bye. They'd be one, four, and one. Is that right? right. Yeah. If they have a week seven bye, then 16. I can't count. I don't, I'm not here for the math. Did they teach you math at prep school? No, they told me how to. We, we were, we were saying how great you were at math because you could count to five and now you can't count to six. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Fail. Speaking of the well, Steelers. I hope, I, hope, I hope you don't help, help your kid do his math, for instance. There's He's, no my able... son is very good at math. He can count to 100 already. He can actually he can actually do addition problems with his fingers, too. This next game, there's going to be too many points for you to count to. You're going to lose count. Well, you guys are just crapping all over my – that's that's a good segue back. But I was I had the Le'Veon segue there. Steelers hosting the Falcons. Steelers minus three. Over under 57.5, as I told Costas. I like the over. I'm in on the over. Um, I think it's going to end up being a shootout. I mean, obviously, and I think it goes over 60 points in the first three quarters. I don't know which way I lean here, though. I, I feel like the Steelers, I'm giving the Steelers the benefit of the doubt because of the Steelers, but I feel like the Falcons is the better pick here. I like the Falcons in the game. I don't love them. Uh, I think this is going to be one of those shootouts, like you guys have said. Um, but the, the always, there's always a concern when the Falcons go outside. 
and, and play on the road outside. I, I, as much as I think Matt Ryan's playing at a high level and has to because of, of his, that awful defense, I, I do think they're going to put up points. Uh, but I'm a little cautious about it. I, I'd lean to the Falcons. I think, I think they're the pick. I didn't put them in the contest, but, um, this is going to be fun to watch. My lean is to the Steelers. I think it's the smarter play here. This game could go either way with these good offenses and, and terrible defenses. But the Steelers, D actually hasn't been that bad. They're 19th in DVOA, 17th in points allowed per drive. So we were excoriating them for being terrible, and it's they're not on the level. They're not on the level of the Falcons or the Chiefs or the or the Bucks. You know these terrible defenses. They're actually okay. The Falcons D has given up five touchdowns in each of their last two games, while the Steelers D gave up just two against Baltimore, three against Tampa. So, like I said, not too terrible. It's not great, but it's not too terrible. I think the Falcons offense has to be perfect to keep them in this game because the Steelers are going to score a lot of points, and I'm not sure that they'll be able to do that. Falcons defense is down another guy, and Grady Jarrett looks like he's going to miss this game. So, at some point, you know, they're bringing guys in off the street to start in this game and play a ton of snaps. Uh, I like the Steelers in this. I think it could be something like, 41-28, 41-24. So I would take the three. It's not that many points. Uh, White, Colin, predicts 69 points in Steelers-Falcons. That'll be the headline for this podcast, boys. Um, yeah, I like the over, and I'm not going to – I think it just comes down to who has the ball last, so I'm not going to mess with that. One game I will mess with, uh, you can go ahead and lock this one in. the, And I think a lot of people will lock this in. Might end up being a consensus pick in the contest. The Lions plus one against the Green Bay Packers in Detroit with – Pete, frankly, all of Aaron Rodgers' targets injured. Or are you gonna, are you, are you, are you on the same mind here? Or are you gonna ride your boy Rodgers? Yes, I am. Because I, I don't care if he's throwing to me, you and RJ. Well, I mean, you can't catch. Me and RJ will be able to catch. So, um, he's gonna find those guys. Look, they like those rookies. They've taken a little time with them. They, they loved them early on. They hit the wall. I remember when I was there. It's they were week, raving it's about week five. What wall? But they hit the wall in training camp. I'm talking about. Okay. They they kind of remember he called them all out. No, right, right, right. Yeah. On they loved them, and, and so I, I they, maybe they'll actually run some pick routes and rub routes for a change to help free those guys up because that's what Rogers was complaining about is all the all the way they run their offense is so predictable. So I think that kind of lights a fire under everybody. And the Lions stink. The Lions defense is awful. And I, I mean. They're bad. This and line just, stinks. Why huh? is it? Why is it minus one? That line stinks too. What do you mean? What do you think it should be like four? Yeah, like three or four. Rogers is thirteen and three against the Lions in his career. Well, the injuries have something to do with it. Yeah, I wanted to lean the Packers here too. Um, Rogers looked much better moving around last week, uh, so I'm less concerned about the knee than I've been in the past. But well, you know, when you're down to the top three receivers, I don't think you can count on them to score a lot of points because you're going to have to deal with drops. You're going to have to deal with guys not running the right routes. The timing's going to be off, and that timing could play a big deal into this because the Lions are tied for first in adjusted sack rate um, with the Bears, and we all know how great the Bears have been. So Lions defense has stung in general, but that line is actually getting a lot of pressure, and so Rogers is going to need to get the ball out quick. If these receivers aren't on the same page, I don't know if, if that's going to happen. Maybe you see some jumped routes. Maybe you see some throwing to the wrong direction, and, and a guy gets an easy interception. So my numbers say Green Bay's a slight value. I agree, probably minus two and a half, minus three is the right line. But the injuries wipe that out, and then considering the the he might not be on the same page with those receivers, and Detroit can get pressure. I would probably lean Detroit, and I do think it's probably going to be a popular consensus play. Mm, you think Detroit will be or, or Green Bay? Now that you guys say it, I think Green Bay might be. Who knows? No, I think I think Detroit will be. People will be scared off with all those guys hurt, especially if they're if you get three of them ruled out Friday, then people are going to want to jump on the, the Lions. I think that Lions already moved to a pick to, uh, on, as of Thursday, 
Wow. And it, it might move to Lions minus one if all those guys are out. It got up to one and a half on Thursday morning, and it is, by the way, the Patriots, excuse me, the Patriots have already played. What am I talking about? Uh, and now the line is uh, it's still Packers minus one in some spots. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if it's a pick. Um, I, I don't know. I like, I like the Lions here in a, in a, in a, in an upset spot. And I like the over here too as well, by the way. 51. I think Rodgers will still generate enough points. Wouldn't be surprised if the Lions throw the ball all over the place as well. Dolphins are at the Bengals. RJ, you pointed out to me very early in the week that the Bengals had the exact same line against the Dolphins as the Patriots do. As we all know, Marvin Lewis is Bill Belichick, part two. Andy Dalton is Tom Brady, part two. That's why, right? Yeah, and, and just taking that into account, you got to love the value on the Dolphins here. Because yeah. We knew that the Dolphins were going to play as good as they, they have been. You know, They're not going to go 16-0. I still do think they're a solid team, though. They, they play defense well. Uh, I, I believe in Tannehill, uh, you know, when he's not up against Bill Belichick, you know, the mad genius. Um, the Bengals offense loses a key contributor in Eifert. I know Mixon's coming back, but it's not really worth that much since Bernard's been playing well. Uh, the Bengals Z is getting perfect back, and that's the only reason that I might hesitate to play this line. But with six and a half points, I think there's still value even with perfect on the field. Dalton's thrown six interceptions. You know, that's one and a half interceptions a game. That's That would lead the league a lot of years if he sustains that rate. Dolphins have a league best nine interceptions. So one key pick could be the difference in covering a key number. That's the difference between Bengals but win by three, Bengals win by ten. So I think Dolphins D plays better. They keep it close. It's a field goal game either way. I think you got to take the points here. I agree with you. I would take the points here, but uh, I didn't take it in the contest. I, I, I like the way the Bengals are playing. They, they're, but they're terrible in defense. They're 32nd in the league on third down. That that worries me. I think back-to-back road game worries me with the Dolphins, and they were lifeless last week. I, I'm the idiot that took them plus the six and a half. Worst pick ever in the history of uh, the Super Contest, me taking the Dolphins last week. But I almost took them again this week. I just refrained at the 11th hour because I'm just a little worried about the injuries on their offensive line, too. You bring up third down defense. Uh, Warren Sharp pointed this out on Twitter this week. Uh, you said they're 32nd ranked. You know who's number one ranked defense on third down? Kansas City, of all teams, mm. that we think is a terrible defense. They somehow know how to play well on third down. So take that for what it's worth. I think uh, that matters. What's that? Third down defense. It just depends on how many how many sure. have they had too, and mm-hmm. what what's the situation. Is it third and people are third and long down twenty eight? And you know what I mean. That yeah. you can tee off and you, you got to do it by down and distance. People too. are getting first downs on Kansas City on first and second down. It's just first down all the way through, so you don't get that many third downs. That's probably what the the thing is because you know the eye test. Kansas City hasn't played great defense. Kansas City, Kansas City stopped people on like five of their six third downs that they faced because they're always in first down situations. Uh, I actually think that, by the way, the Bengals are, and this might change with Vontaze Burfick back, the Bengals are 20th, uh, in DVOA on, um, on, on, uh, oh no, excuse me, it's actually even worse than that. They are 26th in DVOA in terms of running backs catching passes. I think Kenyon Drake is a sneaky contrarian play. By the way, the, the the Chiefs have given up more first downs than anybody in the league. Right. Yes, that makes sense. Uh Chargers. It's October, baby. Charge Tober. That doesn't quite work. Are you buying are you buying in again? Oh, I'm back, back in. Again? I'm back in. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm still a Chiefs man this year, Pete. I'm still a Chiefs man. Uh it's hard to shake the Chargers stuff though. I, I'm gonna take the Chargers in the contest, minus four and a half against the Raiders. Raiders have the worst point differential of any team in the second half. They stink. At, uh, at stopping the run. And I think that you could see by the 28th in DVOA in terms of rush defense. And I think that you could see Melvin Gordon have a monster second half, close out this game. And, uh, even if the Chargers make some of their typical mistakes, they can still win by a touchdown here. 
Yeah, I like the Chargers. I think, well, I think this is another one of those games that's going to go flying over the total. I think, um, the, when you look at the secondary and the deep pass defense for the Raiders, they've had major problems. They, you know, they made Baker Mayfield, uh, look really good last week, except for a couple of bad throws. Uh, I think in this situation, Rivers, who started with a pick six last week, will get out and, and, and throw the football well. I think Carr will be able to throw the football too. The Chargers have had problems with the pass busts. They've had a lot of busts. It's not so much men getting beat. It's more busts. You saw that with Kittle last week. Uh, I think it's a high-scoring game, but I think the Chargers will find a way to cover the number. The Raiders' pass game has been excellent. They're fifth in net yards per attempt. They're seventh in pass DVOA. So I think they're going to get their points, and this game does go over. The relative team value with my numbers says to they play the Chargers here, but I hesitate because they have trouble covering big numbers because their kicking game is always terrible. So that turns a seven-point win into you know, a three- or four-point win if you miss an extra point in the field goal. And so it makes this number a little harder to to take. I hate the contest line value on the Raiders at four and a half, but I I, I think I would lean that way. I'm probably not going to get it because I don't think four and a half is going to be out there in reality. Um, the Raiders fans are going to dominate this matchup in L.A. It's going to basically be a home game for the Raiders with without how loud their fans. Did you Did you hear what the Chargers were doing on Thursday? No. Piping in crowd noise to simulate the Raiders fans coming into town at home. At know, home, that's sad. That's tells you all you need to know. So. I, you can't give them the normal three points for home field in this game, so they have to be much better than the Raiders. And the way the Raiders have thrown the ball, I think I would go with that side if I'm taking this game. Okay. Uh, 49ers hosting the Cardinals. If you watch one second of this game on Sunday, I'm sorry. Um, actually, Josh Rosen is actually playing pretty well, and that's why I like the Cardinals plus four here in San Francisco, another place where there's not a great home field advantage. C.J. Beathard, they're going to come down from that little uh, – you know whatever adrenaline rush that they got in his first game starting for Jimmy Garoppolo. And, uh, Pete, I like Josh Rosen, your boy, getting four points here for the Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, I, still, it's a rookie quarterback making his first start on the road. That's tough to do. A millennial rookie quarterback, too. Yeah, it's tough to do. And uh, he did some really good things last week, and I think, you know, their defense was, you know, pretty solid as well. But the Niners, to me, again, this looks fishy. This is a fishy line to me. Four? It just looks like it's a high number. And I know, RJ, I think you like the Cardinals in this game a lot. Uh, I I don't like the game. I'd probably lean to the Niners, but I don't like the game. Yeah, I don't really understand the line. I don't think the 49ers are good enough to be more than three against anyone but the Bills at this point at home. They, I wouldn't give them a full three for home field either, just based on my weighted home field numbers that I do each offseason. I think the Cardinals' offense looked pretty solid under Rosen. He's making some great passes. He he got his receivers who were afflicted by some drops, so that that's not something you can pin on Rosen. Uh, but I was way more impressed with how he performed than than how Bradford normally performs. I agree that Bethard's going to regress after that first game in the lineup. Uh, he had you know four four of his five starts last year were terrible, and so I think that's the normal level of play we're going to see from him. Arizona's defense is the best unit in this matchup. They're 11th in DVOA. You could throw away all the other units, you know, the offense and defense on each side. Um, and they've only allowed three touchdowns in the last two games. I think they could do that here, win a low-scoring game. He gets in like 19-17 Cardinals, uh, get Rosen his first win on the road, even if it is his first game. So I do like the Cardinals. It's probably going in the contest for me. Wow. What do you think about the uh, over-under? I think it's like 12? Is, uh, yeah. Yeah. I w- Un- under whatever it is, you can't make it low enough. Really, it's thirty nine, I think, right now. Would you take the yeah, under? Take it, take yeah, it's an under. All right, plug that one in. Go ahead, seriously. If you're listening to this podcast, go ahead and plug in that under while you're listening to this podcast. You're that the consensus lock from Pete, RJ, and myself. Eagles hosting the Vikings. Eagles minus three, coming off a rough loss against the Titans. Vikings had that. It feels like a year ago, but it's going to be ten days ago. The uh, lost the the Rams on, on Thursday night football, Pete. Who do you like with the Eagles minus three? 
I love the Eagles in this game. I, I think the Vikings have major problems. Contest pick? Yeah, it is a contest pick. I, I, the Eagles will get it going. Uh, they're too good a football team to be losing football games. I know they get Carson Wentz back um, playing at a higher level again. He, he did some really good things last week. Uh, Jeffrey's back now, another game under his belt. The, the concern for me has been their offensive line. It's been woeful at times. I mean, he's been getting hit. The quarterbacks have been getting hit a lot. Uh, so that's a concern, but the Vikings aren't great rushing the passer without Griffin. Their defensive line, their offensive line is even worse. I think that plays into the fact that the Eagles will get after the quarterback. Uh, I love the Eagles in this spot. They, they handle them easily. Yeah, that's the key matchup you have to think about in this game is the Philadelphia defensive line against the Minnesota offensive line, which has been terrible. Eagles don't really have to respect their run against the Vikings either. They're averaging like three and a half yards per carry. Dalvin Cook is still missing practice. So you're not going to get a dynamite run game from the Vikings. And that's going to help the Eagles to just, you know, play coverage and, and take away whatever they need to. Secondary hasn't played well for Philly, but I do think they're going to win this game. I think they're going to cover. Now that Wentz has a few games under his belt, I think he's going to play better. Vikings defense isn't as scary on the road as it is at home. Uh, and if, in 2018, it's just not scary at all. They're 25th in DVOA, 29th in net yards wow. per attempt. It's not, they're not typically elite as they usually are. So I think you can score points on the Vikings, especially at home if you're the Eagles. And even though it's a revenge spot for the Vikings, you expect that they would have this circled after the NFC Championship game last year. I don't think it's going to matter. Eagles roll in this game. Wow. I like the Vikings, but I'm not going to put it in the contest. Um, just, they got I, I feel, I feel like the, I feel like I'm, it's like the Steelers or the Vikings. I'm like, ah, the Vikings have to bounce back at some point. Seahawks, Plus seven at home against the Rams. I dare you to bet against the Rams, RJ. I dare you. Yeah, uh, I can't pass up the value on the Seahawks here. The oh, Rams no. have looked unstoppable, but historic DVOA offenses are about 500 rest of the year after, after they look, you know, historically great through the first four weeks, which I wrote in my tips column on Thursday. Seahawks are solidly average. They're not a bad team. And even with the Rams number one in my power rating, I think this line's too high. I think it should be four when you consider that the, Seahawks have a better than average home field, which we haven't really seen this year because three of their four games have been on the road. So they haven't, we haven't really got that aspect of their game. Um, I think that the Seahawks offense can have success with Baldwin and Lockett against a banged up secondary. I know losing Earl Thomas sucks and the Rams are going to get their points, but he was a distraction in practice, you know, sitting, sitting down during practice, refusing to practice. And I think that his loss is going to help them in preparation because they can just move forward with a normal practice. Uh, obviously losing Earl Thomas is not great. You know, the whole sum of things you want him out there. But it is going to help them be better prepared, and I think they can bring this close with considering that they have a good home field advantage. I'd say Rams probably win this game by three or four, not seven. I'm with you. I think there's still something about the home field advantage for the Seahawks. They have a lot of players on that team that have been around for a while. I mean, not as many, obviously. Uh, Russell Wilson being one of them. Um, I think that you know they got back to running the football the last couple of weeks. Uh, the Rams, to me, defensively, still have some issues. I know they everybody loves. Uh, those two down guys, but they have issues. And I think, you know, Seattle's defense is the young players are starting to play better. Should I take them to win the game? No, but you're going to give me seven at home. I'm taking it. The, uh, LA Rams are getting at the, according to the action network.com, 77% of the money and, uh, 76% or 77% of the bets, excuse me, 76% of the money. Everyone, the public loves the Rams. And that is not, uh, that is not changing anytime soon. Until, Pay the public. Yeah, that's true. Well, the money's there too, though. It's not a, the Rams have to stop covering at some point, right? The money's there because the, I think the, the Sharps want to get seven and a half. I think they're waiting mm. for the books to move this up to seven and a half and then they're going to jump on it. At that All point. right. So if you see a seven and a half, jump on it out there and you can get some value with the Seahawks plus seven and a half at home and then feel really stupid when they're up 
by uh by a ton of points. <laughs> the Texans are I thought this game was in Dallas for some reason, but it's actually in Houston. The Texans are minus three against the Cowboys. Why do you think it was in Dallas? I don't know. Maybe I saw like Texas or something like that. I thought that I thought the Cowboys were minus three. I like the Texans. Big state, you know, there's a couple big cities in that in that state, you know. Are so, there? <laughs> and you've been in some of those cities, I think. I've, the, I've been in a lot of those cities. I've been to Houston, <laughs> Dallas, Austin. Uh, do you want to hear me list all the places in Texas I've been? I've been to San Antonio? Of course I've been to San Antonio. Waco? Uh, no Waco. No. You? You've been in, you're yeah, from there. Yeah. I've, You've been I've, to everyone. Yeah, have you, yeah. I've been in San Antonio 10 years, Austin 5 years, Copper's Cove, which is near Fort Hood, you know, 7, six, seven years. So I've been to all those towns. You're a Texan. Mm-hmm. You don't sound like a Texan. Well, I, I, yee-haw, RJ! I'm more a military brat than anything. No, so growing up, I've moved to a lot of different places, lived overseas. So you're not going to get me with an accent. No, not at all. You don't have it at all. Uh, like, by the way, I, I love the Texans in this fight. I might like the Texans too. I think their run defense has been pretty good. The Cowboys, all they can do is run the football. They're going to clog it up. Dare Dak Prescott and those slow outside wide receivers to beat them. And I don't think they can. As bad as the Texans have been, on defense, I still don't think those guys can win. My major concern, though, here, even though I'm taking the Texans in this spot, is that defensive line of Dallas against that Texans offensive line, which is awful. It's awful. But Watson's good enough escaping pressure, making plays down the field, that I think he can compensate for it a little bit. I like the Texans. Yeah, the Houston offense is looking better. They're putting up like, you know, 450 yards a game, I think, in the last three games. They're 11th in pass DVOA, so they are getting at least enough blocking to get the ball out and, and score good DVOA numbers. Dallas is 28th in pass DVOA, 30th in net yards per attempt on defense or on offense. And that comes in the key. As, as you said, the Houston defense should be able to stop the run. They've given up three and a half yards per carry. They're second in rush defense DVOA. And so when you do that against the Cowboys, you're forcing Dak to take the game into his hands on the road with his arm. And we've seen how he's played in his last, you know, seven or eight game starts, you know, when he finally broke the 180 yard barrier this year, but it wasn't by that much. And it's not like he played really lights out against Detroit anyway. So I think Texans are a better home team. They have three of their first four have been on the road. So you're going to see that home field advantage kick into place. I'm really glad that they put this at, at a minus three because it was three and a half earlier in the week. Mm. And I, I think everybody's going to be on the Texans because of it, because the Dallas just doesn't look at, like a good team. I would have taken it at three and a half even. And I think it would have scared some people off because of the hook, but, but I wouldn't have done it because, you know, touchdown or more is, is what Texans are going to win by. So give me Houston here. Are you going to have Houston in, your, in the contest, you think? Almost certainly. I, I do. I don't know for sure, but almost certainly I'm going to have him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't have him on my list because I thought it was in Dallas until like 12 minutes ago, which is really impressive. That tells you – the kind of uh, deep dive data that I'm looking into. Redskins at the Saints. I do know this one is in New Orleans. I wish it was plus seven, but it's only six and a half. I still really like the Redskins, but I have a trouble um, fading the Saints at home on Monday Night Football, Pete. Yeah, I mean, look, this is going to be a Drew Brees game. You know, I've been around Peyton when he's tried to get Drew Brees some records, and he has a tendency to rub it in a little bit at times on the opposition, no matter what the score I don't know if this is going to be a rub it in game, but he's going to get him those yards early and get him going. He's going to break the record. Um, but I think the Redskins are pretty good on defense and, mm-hmm. and I think they'll be able to move the football on offense against the Saints defense that played well last week. I still don't know how good they are. I would lean to the Redskins, um, plus the points, but I'm a little scared of what Sean Payton will do in this game. I think that's going to be a popular play because the Saints defense has looked so bad this year and a lot of people are going to be on Washington with the points. Um, Washington's fourth in pass DVOA on offense, despite their low overall numbers. I don't think they're, they're throwing for 300 yards in any game this year, but 
they still do look good. Alex Smith is getting it done, and, and the efficiency numbers are there. I do think the Saints get a bump with Breeze set to break that passing yards record. I think the emotion is going to be high in a primetime game. Washington doesn't play that well off the bye. You know, when you look into their numbers, they have trouble covering off a bye. Um, so I would lean Saints at six and a half because we get we get the lower number. We didn't get seven, but I'm probably going to stay away from it. I can't see this going in my contest picks. Yeah, I would have gone contest picks if I was getting seven, and I like the Monday Night Football idea. I sort of like these primetime contest picks, uh, but I'm probably going to bounce away from that. I might bounce to the Texans away from the Redskins now that I know that it's in Houston. All right, R.J. White at R.J. White 1. Pete Prisco at Prisco CBS. You can read RJ on sportsline.com. If you want all of his picks for the week, go there and sign. Use promo code white. Get your first month for a buck. And if you want to watch Pete Prisco on CBS Sports HQ, you can do it 24-7. That's how often Pete's on there. He's the hardest working guy um, on this podcast right now. What's that? Just ask me. Yeah, just ask him. Yeah, you want to know how hardworking Pete is? Just give him a call. And I got ask a spot him. here now, by the way. I just moved in. That nobody can say. You did move to Fort Lauderdale just for how hard you work. Thank you guys, as always. Good luck in the contest, except for you, Pete. <laughs>